Hello, everybody. I am here with Michael Manette. He is a co-founder of Total Office Solutions, which he co-founded a short uh, many, many years ago, 1987, with his dear wife, Linda. Uh, Michael's going to cover a bunch of best practices that he's learned through the years, and we're so glad to have you, Michael. Um, before we even get into this, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background and share a, a little something about yourself that people may not know. All righty. Good morning to you and everybody listening. Background is uh, poor boy done good. Um, came up through uh, humble experiences as a child and, and went in the military as my first job. Six years, two wars, four continents, came back, went to college full-time at night, um, worked full-time during the days, uh, ultimately as an electrical engineer. And um, prior to starting Move Solutions, my last role was the branch manager for the Dallas-Fort Worth area for Bell Atlantic where we were providing service for the old big blue, big iron, 370s, mini computers, things like that, as PCs were first coming to the floor. Things that people might not know. Hmm. I'm one of the guys that gets to fly the last remaining B-29 bomber left in the world. So, All right. Uh, yeah, tell us about that, Michael. That's pretty cool. I don't think anybody listening wouldn't, wouldn't want to hear a little bit about that. I am, as is everybody in the Commemorative Air Force, a colonel in the Commemorative Air Force. We're all volunteer. We sustain and maintain military aircraft from the World War II era, the greatest conflict known in the history of mankind. And, and we feel that teaching new generations of children in particular, it's important that they understand the totality of the the terrible, terrible thing that happened on our planet. And so we uh, have the premier uh, air show aircraft left in the world in Fifi. It's a B-29, but we also have an enormous array across the country of military uh, aircraft. Here in Dallas-Fort Worth, I'm, I'm privileged to get to fly whatever I want when I want um, because I'm, I don't know, one of those guys that does favors. Nice, nice. Yeah. I hope that involves getting to fly Mark Cuban's G6 every once in a while. That sounds like it'd be kind of fun. You know, I probably wouldn't do that if you are. <laughs> no, thank you. And really, on behalf, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't thank you so much for your service. You know, we we very much so appreciate it and respect it immensely. So um, let's go Let's go into Total Office Solutions. Can you give us a, a nickel tour? You know, really, like, what was it like when it started? How did, how did we get from 1987 to, to 2020? Well, painfully is the only answer I could give to that. But let's let's go back to uh, June the 18th of 1987. Uh, as that Bell Atlantic uh, area manager, I, I'd been there 10 months. I'd never been in sales before. I My primary task was to do what the kids at Best Buy do is sell you a, a service agreement. It was just on big equipment. And and so 10 months in, I go to a national sales meeting, 1,400 people. I get a huge award, big surprise still. And then the president stood up and said, PCs are a fad and mainframes are the future. I stood up without thinking and said, would you substantiate that while we're all here together? In reality, Move Solutions was born at that moment because he decided to fire me at that moment. I flew back to Dallas the next day, stopped by the office, was fired on the spot. Mm. And um, and through a long story about contracts and needs in the failing bank era of that time, I, I called the next morning to a, a, a customer, actually, um, who I'd been on one date with and asked her to lunch. And at lunch, I, I said, I have an idea. 
and I'd like you to be involved in it on starting a technology company called Move Solutions. And so the firm at its inception, the O in Move was the symbol of an atom, not an O. And um, dear Linda went to her boss that afternoon and called me my first phone call and my brand new 15 pound bag phone to say that they had a small data center move and boom, Move Solutions was born. We married about a year later. We, we've, we're still married. We have two beautiful children, both of whom uh, work within uh, Move Solutions. Amy, who is our Dallas general manager, our largest office. And then Megan, who is uh, just a stellar young salesperson at 29 um, and, and impressing everybody. So we are 32, 33 years later. Move Solutions went from being a technology firm to being a beggar and a servant of anything anybody wanted us to do for money. And, and, and that slowly become, Michael, could you get two desks moved or, or could you do some Steelcase 9000, whatever? We'd pull the resources together. And there was an event one time where I got to watch the dysfunction of a mixed job site and uh, at two in the morning. And an idea came to me that if one firm could provide these things as one throat to choke, there was a value there. And as anyone that is in the office moving industry would tell you, the magic numbers are one, three, five, seven, ten, and fifteen, which are the typical lease cycles in the United States. That ninety-nine percent of commercial uh, entities use for building. And so, with an adequate population of event, that drives what what is is uh, you know if you've taken your eco one one, it's called an inelastic quantity. That that it's always there, and that. Um, all you have to do is win it. So over the years, what we experienced was Move Solutions is a single provider of multiple services, and that was office moving, storage, transportation, installation, technology at an extreme. We've stayed a technology firm. And as that grew into a critical mass, it became dysfunctional within itself as a single entity. And so ultimately, we actually split out to individual firms. So what we have today is total office solutions as a parent, and then the children, the operating firms are move solutions, tech team solutions, furniture solutions now, corporate source. Two of them are dealerships. One's a contract dealer, one's a middle little dealer or mid market. Move solutions is easily one of the five largest office moving firms in the United States. Uh, and and technology, uh, tech team solutions, we continue to do between three and 5,000 PC disconnect, reconnects, topology changes, low voltage cage installation, or we deinstall, remove from the plenum and decommission uh, with tech team as well. Um, and, and so today we are a, the right people in the holding company, the right people as captains of the ships. We use a we use uh, an analogy of the seventh fleet very regularly. Each of the underlying companies is like a combat ship. Its job is to go to the sound of the gunfire and preserve the lives of the crew. Each general manager is a captain of that ship. They are trained to fight and survive. And then we provide support from the shore. Nowadays, I'm on shore. <laughs> That's good. It's probably a good place to be. We like, we like that, Michael. Yeah, okay. Um, so would you say then primarily your 
um, your unfair advantage or your secret sauce is having that one hand to shake through those different, uh, through those multiple offerings. Is that, is, would, would that be fair to say? Well, I, I, I would, I would say it a little differently. Okay. Is, is, um, and, and at my position, it's not one hand to shake. That's the sales guy's job. My position is the one throat to choke. Yeah. And, and so very actively involved in all of our businesses at this time. And certainly uh, the longer the tenure of your firm and, and the more you progress, the more you're involved in the things that need immediate attention as well as on top of and in front of. And we're good at that. So in, in answer to your question, our advantage in the marketplace is the flexibility that we bring to ourselves and to our marketplace. And so I don't know if you can see on camera, but if this is the companies and this is what Total Office Solutions does, well, when you do it well like that, that is as hard as a diamond. Hmm. And so the way that our speculative yet hedging philosophy weaves together, we're actually stronger in recession than we are in good times. Part of what explains the fact that in 35 years, we've never laid someone off. Now, to make that mean something, anyone listening today in the office moving world knows that in the last 10 and 12 years, they've gone completely to contractors. Most solutions, total office solutions, underlying companies, we employ the professional staff that you work with, and there's a lot of them. But even more importantly, we W-2 employ the worker bees that come to your shop. And remember, my job is to take you out of business. Your job is to trust me to put you back in business. In an entire relocation project, less than 1% is committed to the mover. Yet the angst that goes into getting the very cheapest price possible often impacts the value. What we've put together in our multi-company single offering, yet flexible, doesn't have to be single offering, is a flexibility for ourselves and the client. The flexibility for us is that we can weave together our component parts to win whatever is the most important part. So for instance, we may want to win the move project and furniture, and we're able to weave in place the liquidation and decommission almost as loss leaders for the margin items that come from that. Or they might be, we just cleared 12 floors of the hospital tower. The value in that overwhelmed everything else they wanted and we kicked that in at no cost for the value of the furniture we picked up. It's a never ending reweaving of our proposition. I like that. Um, okay, so if there's one piece of advice you can give to the other OMA partners listening right now that we're looking to be to have a broader offering, what would be one of the early? Because a lot of guys are, you know, they're great at, at, at a very small focus right now. What right. piece of advice would you give them if they were looking to expand their offering? All right. So, so Jim Brown, Doug Holling said, this is for you guys. In the last 30 days of uh, our business life, up until about four days ago, so call it September, um, in light of some of the impacts of the code, the age of COVID on the marketplace, a lot of people are returning facilities to their landlords. That's creating a great deal of decommission um, activity, sometimes in the most urgent ways. We have a client that bankrupted 41 partnerships across the United States on a single day. 
With one day's notice, we reached out to our OMA partners and placed over a million dollars of business that was complete within 30 days. We had no failures, no arguments in three primary urban centers, top five urban centers in the United States. Our OMA partners started major moves in five hours of our first phone call. So one thing my OMA partners can do, stop screwing around, embrace OMA, embrace OMA 2.0, stop fussing with who they drop in your marketplace. Whoever that OMA member is that drops in your marketplace, they're the same competitor they were the day before. Compete your way to happiness. OMA works. I'm a founder. I'm one of the first four guys. As you all know, I've wandered in and out of that relationship. And not just because of a million dollar month, but from a great appreciation for the work from our professional staff, our volunteer board, our partners across the company. The first thing you can do is make OMA work for you. Look at your logistics and interior and perfect them to an OMA transaction. Now, away from OMA, what can you do? Widen your view. Recognize that for the last 20 years, moving, office moving, has become a declining proposition. 20 years ago, everybody moved their client, including their furniture. If they owned it, it moved, you put it in place, you walked away, you got paid. Starting about 20 years ago in one of the many recessions, money became free. You know, take note that our government's response to, to recession the last four or five times is to drive the overnight lending rate to zero. And the ensuing opportunity they brought for that, if, you had, if you're credit worthy at all, money became free. And so what we experienced with our clients starting about 20 years ago is they started buying all new furniture when they moved accessing the furniture left behind them. Well, to a mover that realized he just lost a chunk of his income around 48%, well, then why aren't you liquidating and putting staff in and learning to do that and placing that and the, and the many values that come from that that can affect your client? And then you know what? If you're going to liquidate, maybe you're going to have a showroom for used furniture and you bumble around a little bit and find out that it's a lot easier to sell new furniture that you can explain to your clients that a, a used inventory is finite. A new selection is repeatable. And now you're still moving what's left of what they allow you to move. And of course you wanna take a look at doing uh, technical work. What the PC disconnect reconnect is not rocket scientists, but it becomes a small part of a whole that if you screw up the small piece, it, it pollutes the whole. And so you, you, you've got to I would say to all of the people in the office moving world, not just OMA, widen your view. Realize that the horse that brought you to the party isn't going to keep you at the party. Okay. I like it. Thanks, Michael. There's a lot of good tips in there. You touched on it briefly, but for a lot of people that don't know those early days of OMA, um, uh, let's try to keep it PG-13 or higher. Um, talk to me about, you know, really what, what brought it together? Just a little nickel tour, you know, let, let's talk about that, those early formings of sure. OMA and really what inspired that start. Well, so back in the day, your traditional office moving or moving company owner was male. All right. So, so I would start the story with a little bit of a story of a bunch of guys scattered across the country 
in tier one urban centers. So, so what is that? New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Dallas, San Francisco, you get the gig, who needed to, to have partners in place around the country to win and own national or regional account business. And at that time, it was predominantly van line and van line is mom and pop, very unpredictable, or you dealt with large, typically very successful independents like a move solutions or like a Coravan in California or a JK in DC or a flood brothers in, in Florida. And so I would tell you that a bunch of guys got together to form a boys club because in the boys club, in the locker room, there is a loyalty that comes close to the loyalty from a battlefield. And so office moving is hard. And what attracted me when we started to talk and talk turned into action for people at a table in a restaurant, it, it's like the light bulb went off and off and off and off is that we need to create a boys club that physically meets at least once a year where you put your face and touch the, the face of the person that you can now call because you know him and there's a caring of whether happiness takes place. And that turned into the office moving alliance. Alliance means buds hanging. Well, that turned into it worked better than probably any of us um, anticipated. And then several years ago, um, led by Jim Brown, Doug Hollingshead, um, OMA 2.0, uh, came out of that where we actually became a for-profit enterprise. We have professional staff. And, 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 and so from those early germinated beginnings to what we are today, in my opinion, the most dependable, predictable office moving platform across the United States, Canada, and Western Europe, it's because the boys club still exists. It just includes Peggy Coakley now. And, and Linda Manette and Amy Manette and Linton and, and, and a lot of ladies are coming up through the ranks. And, um, and it's a strength financially and there's no black beans in the bowl. If all of OMA doesn't like you, that's one thing. If one person in OMA doesn't like you, that's just as bad. Yeah. So you've got to earn each other's respect on an, on an every day in and day out. But, but that's how it went from small to large. Lots of lurid, difficult, hard, painful stories. Nothing's easy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I absolutely, as my million-dollar story says, um, and I guess I do have to say right on the record here that uh, my youngest daughter, Megan, just had a million-dollar sales month. Very cool. Now, that I'm wasn't sorry. all OMA, but... Uh, those rock stars are growing up right in front of us everywhere. The recession of late, as in 2009 forward, a lot of us stopped hiring youth. One of my answers to your question is broaden your eyes and start bringing that middle youth into your firm and seriously develop them or your shop will become irrelevant. Hmm. That, that's probably worth the uh, price of admission right there. That's great, great advice, Michael. I know you're spot on. We, you, you got into it a little bit when it came to utilization of OMA or the growth of your company through OMA, um, specifically with what you're doing right now. Where is the value of OMA to you and your team? 
Well, it, 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 it's true and through everything I just said. The value to OMA is our ability to call people that we know, mm, yeah. people that know us, people that we respect, people that respect us. You know, there, there's uh, um, particularly in the larger OMA partners that tend to be in, in the primary urban centers, there's a couple of things that almost enforce quality. Number one is we need OMA to be happy with us for that to be a marketplace. The other is most of us in the large entities produce a volume of business such that people that then do work for us care whether we're happy as individuals. So the client gets like a double bonus of predictable and stable. Hmm, I like that. But that's important for people to listen to and you be able to regurgitate that and sell that to potential clients. One, one more thing is if Please. you're going to have a national account, you know, when we look back recently to the abrupt disappearance of the cane companies and to Grable, I mean, my goodness, I have such a respect for David and the Grable family and, and they disappear overnight because some, some other entity buys them and, and allows it to become illiquid. But the result of that was national platforms that disappeared in a single day. OMA is a national platform that the very worst thing that can happen is a partner bankrupts. So you're, you're like a ship in the ocean that can't be sunk. Mm. You can take a torpedo into a compartment, but the rest of the ship then, then swarms to that and fixes it. I like that. That's very, very, very powerful. Um, all right. So let's go into, this is our last question, but I feel like um, as much as I know you, Michael, I feel like this should be a four-part series, what you're about to answer, but please, <laughs> please, please share best practices. You know, what are some tips you can give people? Because there's a lot of OMA partners that maybe, you know, 2020 isn't their best year. Maybe they actually have taken it on the chin a little bit. And what are, what are some great tips you can give the listeners that can kind of give them a little hope for the finish up 2020, going into 2021, you know, some, maybe some actionable items. So I would say best practices is that we're deliberate or purposeful. I don't hesitate to say that we pride ourselves on we're carnivores. We're not the friends of our competitive industry. We want what they have and we, we, we focus on take it. It's, it's a marketplace that there's never enough for everybody. It's an adversarial competitive marketplace. We admit that. We school ourselves to that. We focus on that. We recognize that in our culture, we're, we're several things. The first and foremost is exactly what any entrepreneur wakes up any day of his life. He wakes up knowing that he has to have business to be in business. If you don't have that sales focus, there's nothing good I can say from there. All right. You, you have to have an understanding between the leadership of the firm and the sales force of the firm that you exist for a single thing. It's to maintain your relationships and grow your business through business development, as well as by providing the example of how you serve clients already. That's, that, that's, a, that's a get you to the party kind of answer. But in today's world, in the old world, guys my age love to use to say, man, it's all about who you know. That's baloney. Okay, today it's about who knows you. That's the use of social media. That's the use of a digital footprint. That's the use of a 360 faceted orb you build around you 
where the community is hearing of you, seeing you in every respect all the time. And there's enough critical mass that comes out of that, that if you're reasonably successful at sales, because it's your all the time, everyday pursuit, then you're doing the one thing you should offer to your employee force, predictability and stability of their job in the middle of their house. We take an enormous pride about that within our firm. So sales, 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 sales. Right after that is what should you be? You should be the best provider in the industry. Grandpa mm. used to tell all of us, pick a thing and boy, whatever it is you pick, be the subject matter expert of that on the planet. Every one of us as owners has that obligation. Again, to the people that we support. I'm all about great service. I'm a lot more about, does Johnny have the opportunity to prosper and stay with me for 25 years? You, 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 can, you can screw that job up and, and, and fix it and that wound will go away. But are you able to retain your workforce and allow them to become more valuable and their families be happy about that? That's our right up there with sales is the ability to maintain and retain uh, our workforce, maintain and retain our um, uh, client base. And then in the developing world that we all compete in today, you can't, you cannot overlook the prevalence of the project manager, the CBRE guy, the JLL guy, the Cushman guy, their special programs. Office moving today is a sophisticated, detailed, complex thinking person's environment. You have to do all of that. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. We're going to, we're going to stop there because I feel like this could be part one of five. Michael, you're so generous with your time and your knowledge and your experience. Really, I can't thank you enough for, for taking time to share your information today. So, uh, Michael, is there anything else? Did I miss anything? Just a great big round thank you for me to all of my OMA partners, the professional staff at OMA. Um, you guys are important to us. You're important to our future. We, we hope that we are to you as well. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michael.